0: pushing buttons and pulling triggers. This is Gun Funny.
1: Welcome to Gun Funny episode 132. Today I'm going to chat with Jared and Ridge from TA Targets, talk about a 19% increase in gun purchases and discuss the custom TS-12s from Rep Rifle. I am your host Ava Flannell and guys how are you doing today?
2: Doing good. How are you doing? Yeah, doing well. Thank uh,
1: you. I'm doing pretty well. I worked out this morning, and uh I don't know. I, I'm like, I think I pulled a muscle, which I hate, and it's always the same muscle that I pull, which is on the left side. And it's like I don't know if it's from sleeping wrong or working out or maybe even because I carry my purse on my right side, so I compensate on my left. I have no idea, but it happens like at least once a month. And if anybody has any tips on how not to pull your muscle or how to uh, heal quicker than, you know, it takes like about a week for me to work it out. Definitely open to ideas. Except I think you for need if to it.
3: Invest in one of those Tim Tams, if you have heard of them.
1: I do actually. So I use that too when I'm like super desperate because nice. it kind of hurts. Um, isn't it called like a, a 10 June or something?
3: Something. I think there's like 50 different versions of them. Yeah.
1: Well, I bought one for like $150 and I was like, Oh, I'm going to use this, but only if I'm like super like, to the point of like almost dying, then I use it, but man, it kind of hurts. It just feels like you're getting like shocked every time. Nice. And nice. Yeah. So I don't know, but maybe I will. I think honestly, I'm going to take a bath after this and I don't even really take baths because I don't typically have time, but today's one of those days. Yeah. All right. So before we get into it, let's talk about manicure arms. So, um, guys, the scorpion evil bullpup kit is out. I know that it's been a, it's been in production for a long time, over a year, but it is finally out. Um, it is actually now available on the Manor Corps Arms website, which is awesome. It retails for three ninety five, but if you use the code GUNFUNNY15, you will get 15% off that price. And you can find that at com.
0: Learn the things you never knew on deconstructing the industry
1: all right guys so what does ta targets offer
2: yeah so ta targets obviously in the name we manufacture steel targets a lot of people know about what we've done we're fairly new to the scene Um, I, i still consider us kind of fairly new when did you guys start 2015 was okay. the the year we incorporated. So we, when we incorporated, then there was kind of this crazy process. So obviously, you got to if you want to start the business, you have a lot of legal stuff you have to go through.
1: Yeah, so, so that's actually something that a lot of people don't talk about. But anytime that it's like you know gun related, there is a lot of legal issue. I mean, just insurance alone, there's oh yeah, a bunch it's of, ridiculous. And and I, it's always kind of been uh, kind of interesting to me that a lot of people don't bring that up more.
2: It's because we don't like to talk about it. Right. It's so painful. Right.
1: So, okay. So there was legal hoops and then what?
2: So, yeah, we incorporated, we created the business and then we really had to refine our lineup and kind of figure out what direction we were going. You know, we kind of had an idea of the general direction we were headed, Mm -hmm. but it's like anything when you started out at first, you kind of, even if you have an idea of what you're doing, things evolve over time. Yeah. But yeah, so 2015 was when we started. We really only became TA Targets, I would say, the very beginning of 2016. Okay. Just because of R&D and, and getting systems in place and stuff like that.
1: Mm-hmm. And then but, what made you, were you... Did you have any experience with steel targets before this? Or what made you decide to start this business?
2: My background, and this is Jared talking right now, is actually structural steel, drafting, design. So I, I worked for a big company that manufactured... Big steel components for big warehouses and things like that. My both my business partners also have years of experience in fabrication and doing the exact same things that that I did. So it was a natural fit moving into this realm because we had experience in making things out of metal, mm-hmm. and it it just seemed like a, a good fit for us to go in that direction yeah. rather than continue doing you know general fabrication stuff. Mm -hmm. So we decided we were going to head off in that direction and see what we could do.
1: And were you guys all into firearms at the time?
2: Yes. Yeah. That's been a part of us since we were kids. I mean, uh, our background, a a lot of the tradition was handed down through hunting Mm -hmm. among my business partners and myself. But I really only got into defensive firearm training and shooting and our whole team you know, right before TA targets started, and that, that kind of led us up into the business.
1: Mm-hmm. Very cool. And then Ridge, I know that you are—you only started within the last year, correct? With TA yeah. targets,
3: so it's been like, like three and a half months, about
1: okay. And did you have any background in guns? Because I know you know because of your email. I'm a, you know, I guess you you delivered ice previously, yeah. which is cool. <laughs> Everybody yeah. needs ice, you know. I'm a big cocktail lover, so I get it. Um, but did, Um, did you have any experience with guns?
3: Yeah. So, um, so I knew Jared, me and Jared grew up together and, um, basically to go into the ice business thing, I grew up in a family business and we delivered ice. And when it comes to firearms, my mom was kind of one that was always, she didn't know a whole lot about them. And then one day I just went out and bought a gun and brought it home and, you know, they let me, they still let me stay there for. A little bit longer, which was <laughs> that was that was, <laughs> yeah. that was when she questioned your sanity. Yeah. She's like, you'll never have a semi automatic in my house. I already have one, has but, that, um, has that uh,
1: changed since?
3: Yeah, yes, it has. It has. Um, and that just came down to a knowledge thing where she just had to know a little yeah. bit more
1: about things. But so um, I'm like, imagine if she knows, you know, like, what does she think now that you're working for a steel target company?
3: Oh, they're they're super happy for me because, in the same sense that. Jared, Ethan and Kirby both pursued a dream with the, the knowledge that they had in steel to create something that they wanted. I did the same thing with photography and Jared and I happened to just reconnect and yeah, and that's how that kind of incepted. But, um, but Jared mm-hmm. and Ethan were actually the first people that I ever shot a gun with and that they, when I had, you know, went out and bought my 40 Smith and Wesson, cause I thought, Bigger caliber was the way to go. And they were the first people, to, and that's
1: typically what everybody always buys is their first handgun is chambered in forty. Yeah. You like were, a, so like you, you were compact. one of those. Yeah. You <laughs> you fell into it. I was like, this thing kicks really hard. They're like, <laughs> they see you walking into the gun store and they're like, here's a sucker. Hey, we have right. these forties on sale because nobody else wants to buy them.
3: <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. For sure. Yeah.
1: That's cool. So, so okay, I know that. I mean, there's not a ton of steel companies out there, but, or steel target companies, but I mean, there is. It's kind of, you know, there's, there's definitely some competition. So what would you guys say kind of set you apart from the competition out there?
2: Yeah. Actually, when we started TA, I didn't really realize how many steel target companies there are. And I would say 80% that exist are, are very small. You know, they're working out of some garage. They, and that's not me putting that down. That's just mm-hmm. the reality. They're, they're a much smaller entity than what we were trying to do, but mm-hmm. I didn't realize that that many existed under the radar and competition is pretty fierce yeah. among the industry and innovation over the last 20 years hasn't been really that exciting in steel targets. People kind of just made things the way they were,
0: mm-hmm.
2: but yeah, it's, it, it makes it, it made the journey very interesting, but yeah, there's, there's, There's a lot, but what, what set us apart right from the beginning, one of the goals that I had is as our company was young, you know, we had very small budget. And one of the things that I knew to be true was if TA targets makes good products, that's awesome. There's other companies making good products. What could we do to set us apart? So initially the first thing that I wanted to do was create content that was totally different than other steel target companies. And I knew that if, the photos that people are consuming on our feed, the videos that we are doing are at a higher level of professionalism.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And then on top of that, it's coupled with products that when you buy them, they're finished. You know, everything's painted. Everything's packaged really nice. When you receive one of our target systems, you almost don't want to shoot it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. All of those things together
2: right yeah. from, right from the beginning were. I'm going to call them core values of our company that we decided from day one, this is the path we're going to go. And to be honest, that made it more difficult in some aspects because we have a high level of quality control, because we only buy literally the best steel you can buy in the world. Mm -hmm. Our prices are higher than some other steel target companies. But what you're getting with that price is you're getting people that stand behind the product, which... Other companies don't do. You know, if you have a paddle break with us, you get a free paddle. I'm just going to send you one out. If a weld breaks, we're going to send you a replacement piece or product or whatever malfunction. Mm -hmm. And and that stuff, it costs something to achieve that. Yeah, definitely. It it definitely made an uphill battle at the beginning, but I'm glad that rather than saying, okay, let's just try to make a cheap product and sell as much of it as possible. I'm really thankful that we decided to go the other way.
1: Definitely. Definitely. You know, I'm going to stop you real quick. So I just realized probably why I pulled a muscle. And that's because I got your guys' delivery <laughs> was- yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> and so I finally got smart. For a while, you guys, you know, anytime I'd order something, that was delivering to my office. And I swear, the UPS guy, like, hated me. Actually, no, it was the FedEx guy and he would leave it at the bottom. I'm on the second floor of my office. He'd leave it at the bottom like a total jackass. And (laughs) then like trying to get him in my car and I'd have to, you know, ask one of my guy friends. And, uh, so I got smart and I started having them delivered to my house. Well, just taking it from the, off the porch and pulling it into my garage was like a disaster because These things are definitely heavy and especially when they're all packed in like one box. And yeah, I just realized that is probably why my freaking shoulder hurts. So (laughs) thanks a lot guys.
2: We're sorry. Literally as you were talking, I just had
1: like an aha moment and I was like, that is why that's what caused it. And here I'm thinking I slept wrong or it's from working out.
2: (laughs) Now imagine, imagine our shipping, our shipping manager. Oh, I
1: couldn't even imagine. it out. And then
2: our FedEx and UPS guys here. You can tell the days in the summer when they're really upset because there's times we fill up both of their trucks. Wow! And can you do you imagine? guys
1: do you guys give them like a nice Christmas bonus?
2: We'll treat them. <laughs> you know, it. Some of them, it's funny. A lot of our drivers didn't last very long. Yeah. Every two or three months, they're switching drivers, and I don't think it's because of us, but it might it be. Could be. Yeah. <laughs> they don't. They don't last long enough for that.
1: Right. So, kind of going back to, um, like, the different steel out there. So, there's, like, a huge misconception that AR500 steel is all the same. Right. And it's not. Yeah. And I actually, I mean, I didn't know this up until, I don't know, maybe a year and a half ago.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's, so, it. I understand and it makes sense why people don't have a whole metallurgy background. I mean, that's just not stuff that most normal people are going to spend time thinking about. There's a misconception that you know steel is steel. You can just go to the local fab shop and grab some scrap metal and and throw it up on a rope or something and shoot it and mm-hmm. have fun. And you know that's how people lose eyes and mm-hmm. get shrapnel in their face. And we all know that there's really soft, mild steels that you don't want to shoot at at all. But now you start moving into the AR-500, and people just think, okay, well I'm good. It, it says AR-500, but what we learned back in 2015 is there's a humongous tolerance range on AR-500 steel. And if you don't specify minimum hardness, you're going to get garbage. The mill is just going to send you whatever they have. And then on top of that, we realized that there's better options than AR-500 steel. And so that's why in 2016, right away, only a year, about the end of 2016, only a year into our company, we completely phased out of AR-500 steel and everything that we are doing, I should say about 99% of what we do is AR 550. And it's a totally different material than we used to use. So the, the, the AR in that stands for abrasion resistant and the Mm -hmm. 500 or 550 is the hardness number. So the higher the number, the harder the steel, but that's only, that's only a piece of the puzzle. They can make that steel a million different ways. So it, it is not all steel is created equal and that's not a sales pitch. That's just the truth.
1: Yeah. Well, I know this because the first time that I ever shot long distance was 630 yards. And since then I've shot a mile, but the person that was teaching me how to shoot long distance, they had one of your targets and they're like, this is definitely like the best targets on the market. The steel's amazing. You can literally hear, you know, from a long distance, just hear it like plink, plink. And, and I was like, oh, okay, whatever. So 630 yards here, I'm shooting and every shot you can hear just super clear, just hitting that steel. And then when I hit a mile, I mean, I didn't even know, you know, I haven't, I didn't use your targets. I was in Texas at the time, but I mean, you guys just have even just the clarity of like when, you know, when the bullet hits the steel, you can just even hear like the quality difference.
2: Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's attributed partially to the steel itself. Yeah. Especially if you're shooting the half inch AR550 that has a super pronounced ring. Yeah, it does. With, with the ADAP system, which for anybody listening who doesn't know our products, that's our silhouette lineup. We have a ton of different plates in that parent uh, category called ADAP, but the way we mount them is like a bell. If you think about a bell, they're normally hung from the top Mm -hmm. and then you have all of the material on the bottom and if you follow that principle with steel targets and you use brackets like we're using you're going to get a really pronounced ring as long as you're using quality steel.
1: Oh yeah, I didn't even really think about that. Yeah. Most people That's, don't. And it's yeah. funny,
2: I see I see now I'm like giving away trade secrets, but I see companies putting huge brackets in the center of the target and or that at the bottom. Sense. The worst place you can mount is the bottom. Yeah. If you want ring.
1: Yeah, interesting. So how long would you say uh steel typically lasts? Like, do you kind of have an idea of how many rounds it would take before it starts, you know, where it yeah, starts it, to kind of, you know, where it's, it's not really usable anymore?
2: It obviously depends on how somebody's using it and if they're using it properly, but we've tried really, really, really hard. And the only time we've been able to make plates fail was with a Dylan minigun. Wow. And that was the only time that we actually <laughs> could consistently make plates fail. Um, but 4,000 rounds a minute is a little different than us running around with our AR-15s and, um, you know, normal rifles. But for most people, if you buy one of our products, it's going to be a lifetime target. And that's no joke. And, you know, I know in the show notes, we have stuff talking about warranties and stuff. And 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 we're about to release even more info on that.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: We've always had a, a what I call our word of mouth warranty. Mm-hmm. And we rarely have to use it. But if somebody has a failure, we replace product. I mean, as long as they're not, like, you know, launching RPGs at their targets or doing something blatantly crazy. (laughs) Yeah. But we're, we are creating a product in a way that, you know, like I said, at the beginning, you are paying not the most on the market, but you're paying more than the bottom dollar targets. Mm -hmm. But the difference is now you have a product just like building a good rifle. If you build a quality rifle, it's going to stay with you for your entire life. There's no reason why it should fail. And our targets are exactly the same. So I, if you're a department shooting easily over 100,000 rounds, 150,000 rounds or more, depending on how, how close you shoot and what kind of rifles you're using. Mm-hmm. Um, I have departments in the West Coast that are qualifying on our steel over 200,000 rounds a quarter are going down range. Wow. So it, I mean, you can meet, it's like anything, anything man-made has a lifespan. Yeah. You know, realistically, if you use it properly for, for recreational shooters, this is, you'll, you'll hand it down to your kids.
1: Yeah, definitely. Cause I noticed you also sell a variety of like replacement parts on your website, which is kind of cool because essentially once you buy, you know, the, the target system, you could just, you know, if anything breaks, you can replace those parts and mm-hmm. you, you know, you pretty much, it's one of those things where it might be a little more upfront, but it's, it's going to last for, you know, long, like a long time. Yeah. So, and then what would you say, you know, what are some of the dangers of using like cracked or pitted steel? Cause my friend, we, um, we went shooting together and he shows up with some like dinky, you know, steel and it's all pitted and <laughs> cracked. And, and I'm like, all right, I don't want to like pour shame here, but, uh, we can't shoot this, <laughs> but what would you say? What are like some of the dangers of of doing, you know, shooting at that kind of steel?
2: Yeah. So the first thing, first mistake I see people making is they shoot really soft steel and that's where you'll get pitted targets. The problem with a a pit in the target and the way I'll give you this, the way steel targets work is you're using such a hard metal Mm -hmm. that when the bullet impacts, it has no other option, but to blow apart into thousands of tiny pieces. Mm -hmm. As long as you're, you're following that. And there's a whole lot that goes into that, you know, forward lean on the target, having movement when the target gets struck, but if you follow those principles, can be super safe. Mm-hmm. If you have soft steel, even if you have forward lean, even if you have movement and you create a crater, and if you think about this, that energy has to go somewhere where mm-hmm. when we're using properly hard steel, it dissipates, it blows apart, it can go down to the ground. Now you've got this pocket in this steel and sometimes the only avenue that it has to go is to come out the outsides of the crater and come right back at the shooter. So if you're creating craters in soft steel, that is extremely dangerous. Yeah. And that's, and, and that's no joke. People can, can lose their eyes. They can, I mean, you can have arterial bleeds and all mm-hmm. kinds of crazy stuff from fragmentation.
1: Yeah, definitely. So
2: it, it's not something to be taken lightly. Um The cracked plates aren't as, <clears throat> I mean, if it's just a hairline crack or something, it's not necessarily inherently dangerous on its own, unless it's hitting around that. But, you know, it, it is important to use the right steel for mm-hmm. sure.
1: Yeah. I'm gonna take a quick break and talk about SB Tactical real quick. Um, Are you guys familiar with their products? Oh yeah, we yeah. got their braces yeah. on. I yeah. love them. I'm just like eh, at this point. If you're not like, are you even in the industry or do you even <laughs> like guns? <laughs> um, one of my one of my favorites is the SB the SB PDW, and it's designed in conduct in conjunction with the Maxim Defense. has a three position setting, and I think. I mean, I think out of all the braces, this one will make your gun extremely compact. And I just like the way that it looks. And I have them on a few of my guns. Uh It's on the website, $2.99. But if you use the code GUNFUNNY15, you will get 15% off. And you can find that at sb-tactical.com. So I got to say, I like your targets because they're really easy to set up. I think the hardest part is just, you know, lifting and transporting them. And... I'm sure for most guys, it's probably pretty easy for me. It's, you know, it's a little bit of a challenge. I definitely have to bring, you know, a few friends to the range with me. But did you, like when you were designing it, did you design it in, you know, with the, with the mindset that you wanted it to be easy to transport, set up? Um, Because not everybody has the luxury of just like having a, a range in their backyard. They set up once and then they're, you know, they're set.
2: Yeah, that absolutely was part of our, our, original design uh, at the, the aspects that you see of our steel target systems, what we, we put into them, the ingredients or whatever you want to call it.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, we wanted systems that anybody, even someone who has no tools, no mechanical knowledge or anything could just, that would be me take the pieces, throw them on the ground, you know, very basic instructions in around a minute, have a target system set up. Yeah. You know, we know that people come from all walks of life. They have, different vehicles, different shooting ranges, some people shoot on public land or you know a, a gun club or something like that. So there's there's lots of different things we have to consider when we're building them. And that's why we have two different bases. One's the Arachnid which is super compact, it mm-hmm. can fit in a little tiny car. Yeah. We have bigger bases that are a little less expensive depending on your budget, but they take up a little more room. So there's there's definitely I, I think that we definitely have the bases covered for anybody no matter what vehicle or what range you shoot on and then we build our systems so that even if you leave them out year round you're not you know wind and rain and snow aren't going to to affect them and heck even if a tree falls down on them it's it's all armored plate I mean really there's not much in this in the wild that could actually harm your target system
1: hmm yeah, that's good so, to know.
2: A lot of people ask that. They they say it, it's actually kind of a funny question to me because I guess I just take for granted my metal background. Yeah. But people always ask me about rust.
1: Well, so, so how long – I was actually were... thinking about that because, I mean, eventually I would like to have just like my own range and just kind of, you know, even just private property. But I was kind of – that that thought actually did occur to me and I'm like, is it going to cause them to rust and then they look like crap? And I'm like, oh, I wish I put them away.
2: Yeah. So, it, I mean, any rust that would happen is purely cosmetic. Obviously, I mean, when we're talking about half inch plates or three eighth inch thick components, mm-hmm. it would probably take 70 years to to rust through something like that. I mean, I'm just throwing that number out. Yeah. It's kind of a, a joke. I, I have no idea, but you're not going to rust through the materials. So the the only other thing that you'll get is some surface rust. But the cool part is every component on our target systems, before we ship it out, we have an electrostatic paint operation in, in the back of our shop. So everything gets painted. It's an electrostatic. It adheres to the metal really, really well. So anything that's not shot or not hit remains painted. So and it's really
1: the what front is,
2: of the target plate that gets hit.
1: What does electrostatic mean?
2: So the paint is charged. So essentially the, the parts are hung up on racks mm-hmm. and they have an opposite charge to the paint. So it's similar to powder coat, Okay, but it, it's not a powder that needs to be baked. Okay. But that more or less for production, it's way more efficient for our use of paint. We don't have a lot of overspray. There's not a lot of waste, mm-hmm. but it also makes a better finish that adheres better to the metal.
1: Hmm. Interesting. And then, um, when I was ordering your targets, so I noticed that you have the three eighths available or you can upgrade to the, uh, the half. So what would you say? I mean, what's the difference between the two? Is it just the thickness?
2: They are. The same material.
1: Okay.
2: The difference is the thickness. Um, the half inch is going to ring louder than the three eighths. Okay. So if that is a factor and you're shooting long distance mm-hmm. all day of the week, I would, I would get the half inch for anybody that asks me the question, should I buy three eighths or should I go with half? My first response is if your budget allows you to go to half, go to half and not. Not as just an upsell thing, Mm -hmm. but it's because it is a superior material. That extra thickness, although it's only an eighth of an inch, it resists uh, bending of the plate over time. Mm -hmm. It is just more resistant. You have more of that hard material to dissipate bullet energy. So all around, you will have a longer life out of the half inch. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: Now, most people, you know, I'm not putting down the three-eighths. If you buy a three-eighths product from us, it's going to be... Still light years ahead of other steel targets. Yeah, but if you can afford to go to the half, and we're normally talking, you know, for a, a mini ADAP, which is our reduced C zone, I think they are twenty five or thirty dollars more for a for a half inch. So we're not talking like these things don't double in price because of the half. Mm-hmm. So it's it's worth it, in my opinion, if you're doing a lot of close range shooting, high volume stuff with carbines, definitely go with half.
1: Hmm. Okay, good. So I'm glad I went with half.
2: Yeah, you'll be happy with them. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I haven't even taken him out of the box yet because, you know, my shoulder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I should have just like waited out for the, uh, for the FedEx guy to come and like, Hey, yo, buddy, can you just put it in my garage for me? But of course, you know, I didn't catch him in time. Although it is funny because I have the ring and. Uh, UPS and FedEx, they showed up at my house around the same time. So UPS was delivering something and then you see the, the FedEx guy coming and he's holding, uh, the box of all the, the steel. And, um, it was a lady UPS driver and she's like, uh, are you okay? Do you need help? It looks like you're, you're carrying like a, a 16 year old child. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't even know why she said that, but cause you know, you could hear them talking. And yeah, so it was just kind of funny. So they're, they're definitely kind of heavy, but maybe I will set them up and cause I'm, I'm definitely anxious to kind of just see it in person and I have a nice little display going on in my garage right now, which is cool because you know, when people come over, they know what's up. They see my, you know, (laughs) or my neighbors. No, you're serious. Yeah. (laughs)
2: Our friend, Mike, his garage, (laughs) Mike, his Instagram is Mike the great. He has tons of our steel targets. And every time I see him posting photos of his garage, I'm just like, man, you have, He's probably got 20 systems in there. Mm -hmm. He's made like airsoft courses out of them. Yeah. Shoots airsoft guns at them. Wow. Awesome.
1: Can you imagine though what the neighbors might think? Cause I'm not that (laughs) friendly with my neighbors. Like I prefer just to, (laughs) you know, like I'll be nice and stuff, but I just kind of prefer not to have like a relationship with them just because I don't want them to talk to me all the time every time I'm outside and then I waste time. So I could just imagine what my neighbors probably think when I have my garage door open and I don't know. Maybe full of targets, and maybe it'll prevent people from you know trying to rob my house or something. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. I mean, you have a pretty good guard dog for that.
1: Oh yeah, she's really vicious. (laughs) 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 No, if anything, she's literally a liability because she's not going to protect me. She's going to give away my position because she's going to be next to me barking. So <laughs> yeah. I really got to, you know, I really should have rethought this like before, you know, before getting her, but right. I love her. <laughs> so she's here to stay. So you guys have like a, a handful of quote unquote, you know, influencers repping your products. What was important for you when you, you know, when you sought out all of these people?
3: Yeah. So um when I got brought on here, that was one thing that Jared set in my lap was more or less to nerd, like um cultivate and just continue the relationship and also look for, you know, maybe new and upcoming people that we might want to bring on. Mm-hmm. What we look for is a lot of the same values that we hold ourselves. And, and we just, we look for people that we could be friends with because we, we don't want to be a company that, you know, has influencers, but we're like, you, you know, keep it's kind of like, yeah, we'll just, Oh, here's a target. And like, we never talk to you again. Like, yeah. I want to be able to DM you and ask you how your day is going, ask you what you're liking about the product and even like content wise, like what you're, what you're thinking about doing and mm-hmm. what you need help with. So, so yeah. So initially we just, we look for integrity. We look for the, the influence in the community that they're making. And we, you know, we kind of stick away from the the hardcore fringes on either side,
0: mm-hmm.
3: but yeah, but no, it's been really good. And like, including yourself. We're extremely happy with the team that we have right now and we couldn't be more grateful. Mm-hmm. And
2: back one of the things as a small company, we didn't have a, a massive budget on day one to try to get out in front of people. And social media is awesome. I mean, I, I think all of us kind of hate the term influencer mm-hmm. kind of throw it around. And I, but I it's really like, what that, else are you supposed to Right? Use, what else you, know? you call it? Right. So, you know, using people to influence others is a a very viable tool for a small business to get their name out and some people kind of look negatively on that but I think, think about it, it I
1: mean in my opinion I think that it's probably the best marketing aside from just social media which you know social media doesn't really let you guys advertise because it's you know it involves like guns and it's gun related but I think that as far as like influencer marketing, I think in my opinion, it's is probably the most effective because if you think about how many ads we're exposed to a day, I mean, it just, at this point, we're just so used to it that it doesn't even resonate. So if you're following somebody because you enjoy their content, you, you know, like that person, it's definitely going to stick out those products more than if you were just to drive by a billboard and had that product on there. Yeah. And that's,
2: that's the other thing we're looking at is people that really resonate well Mm -hmm. in the industry who, who their followers are following them and seeking out their content and wanting to be a part of their story and they're part of their follower story. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it, 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 you do have to tread those waters as a business carefully. You you definitely want to align yourselves with the right people, but that's, that's life in general. I don't think we're
3: necessarily looking for like one type of person to where like, you know, Jared and I are used to creating content, um, at a high level because that's what we're passionate about. You know, everybody we bring on has a different value that they bring to the team. So not everyone that comes to the team has to be a professional content creator, which some are, then, you know, some are just are awesome um, with what they're doing in the community and others have. Yeah. How did I word that?
2: <laughs> I got lost <laughs> in my train of thought. No, that's but, um, it's true. It's world. like <laughs> some people, <laughs> some, some of our influencers, you know, we'd love the fact that they're not putting out crazy. I don't want to say crazy good. They're not trying to be professional cinematic videographers. Right. Or, mm-hmm. They have a very authentic just hey, this is what I'm doing and this works. Right. Yeah. And there's there's people that I mean that resonates with so many people. So it you know we have everyone from people that are largely focused on doing combatives and training and people that train professionally, military units and police departments, all the way to people that literally have targets in their backyard, but they're good at showing people the products that they believe in.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And and I like that we're fluid in that regard and that. You know, we, we bring on really good people and we brought on the people we, we did when we did because other target companies keep trying to steal them.
1: (laughs) (laughs) There's actually, there's been a few target companies that unfollowed me once I started pushing your products, which I think is, yeah, yeah, I was like, all right, (laughs) bye-bye. Um, but, uh, one of the things that I do like about the people that you choose is you haven't, you don't choose like gun bunnies. Right, And, you know, and so like that, any company that is willing to work with women that actually shoot already has my respect. So that was, you know, that was one of the things that I liked about you guys from day one. And I mean,
3: Jared and I consider ourselves to be gun bunnies. Yeah. But but it's okay for guys,
1: right? (laughs) Yeah. Like we're,
3: we're really training hard to get to that goal.
2: (laughs) But No, that's, that's a serious, that's, that's a serious thing to us now. I mean, I'm, I'm married. I have four kids. And so I'm I'm always also looking at you know I have my wife that I'm trying to respect and everything. You know mm-hmm. I, I don't want to be. And number one, I want to sell products to people because they're really good products and they solve a problem that someone has. And that for the, for us, this is equipping people who want to be defenders with proper targets to be able to become better defenders. I want to sell products based on that, right? Not shady ways of marketing that you know I don't. I just don't feel comfortable with.
1: Yeah. Yep. Definitely. And I guess this is time. Can I, can I add in my promo code?
2: Yeah. Sure. Go for
1: it. All right, guys. So if you use the code AVA, AVA, you will get 10% off at TA Targets. Yep. Awesome. <laughs> um, and then just one <laughs> Good last. <plug>. Yeah. <laughs> one last question. What do you guys have planned for the future? I know you guys are always working on something. Oh yeah.
2: It's, the last six months has been, what do you think, Rich? <laughs> yeah. So it's been
1: insane.
3: Well, like, I, it's so, probably going to be, um, super hectic when you come on. Like, well, tomorrow, just think, to
1: yeah. honestly, just to get you guys on the show, you're like, okay, well, you know, we want to, we're busy. You're in, it's just like really like, how do I get like calling on Noir on the show before you guys? <laughs> you know, so, <laughs>
2: the, the, the main thing we run into is our team is very small. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we show like we are this big company and we don't get me wrong. We can play with the big boys. We, yeah. we have the manufacturing capacity to go toe to toe with anybody, but we're doing this very lean. And so what that means is we're all freaking stressed out, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Run around like crazy people. But to, to answer your question, uh, we have, I mean, steel targets is kind of the the doorway mm-hmm. into what we're about to do. And in the next three years, you'll see TA targets. I mean, we already have shooting towers that we're working on, which are, you know, three, four level big structures. Cause I said my background was structural steel. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be building towers on locations that do training to shoot to, do, you know, snipers to shoot off of and do wow. training in shoot houses. We have our bullet traps coming out. I saw and that ultimately, ultimately yeah. leading into indoor ranges and full systems. So Very there's, cool. there's a lot. And it, it's so easy to say it, you know, it's so easy to be like, oh, we got these things in the right. background, but
3: and it's, it's just everything that goes into it, you know, getting product photos, getting out to the location to get product photos, getting catalog, like, and, and being a small team, it just, it just takes a little bit extra time yeah. to get it all done. So,
1: Yeah. Well, I'm really excited for you guys. You guys are definitely um making a, you know, you're accomplishing a lot in in just a, a very little time. So, I'm excited to see Thank what you. the future unfolds and um and I know that, you know, you guys always have some really great ideas that kind of set you apart from, you know, from all the other steel companies out there. Thank you.
2: Yeah, we appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah,
1: of course. So, you guys have time to stick around for the rest of the show? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. All right, cool. Before we get into things, I'm going to talk about Sportsman's Guide real quick. Uh, so they just got in a bunch of new Nikon spotting scopes, which is perfect if you guys are into like long-distance shooting and, you know, there's nothing worse than you're wondering if you hit the target or not and your spotter sucks because their scope sucks. <laughs> um, you're like, okay, <laughs> which has happened to me before. <laughs> but if you guys, you know, if you want to buy one of their spotting scopes or anything else on their website, it's literally like the one-stop shop for everything. Use the code GUNFUNNY20 and that will get you $20 off $100 or more. And that is at sportsmansguide.com.
0: Stupid. Funny. Cool. Interesting. Awesome. As. F- Never mind. AF.
1: So I just recently read an article how the uh, NICs, the background checks, they're up by 19% from this time last year, well, from January. And 85% of that includes, you know, it's, it's jumped from uh, Virginia alone. So that's pretty crazy, especially with everything going on in Virginia. It's like, it's one of those things where, you know, if the government says you don't need to be armed or you don't need a gun, that's when you need a gun. That is right, like, that should right. be the red flag. Like, okay, <laughs> this means I need one. And so it's just weird that, you know, that they would, so many people would run out. And I mean, it's not weird, but it's kind of crazy that they'd run out and get these guns when they can technically be outlawed by what was it with the, with the potential ban. Um, it was like July 1st. Came through. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. this show is not going to come out for a few weeks, but as of right now today, which is the 12th. You know, the house just passed that that bill that could potentially ban suppressors, high capacity magazines, and then like AR style rifles, which is just ridiculous. And I mean, everything, everything about that is just, I feel like people are just, you know, it's, it's created because they're uninformed of, you know, what a lot of these things can do. Like people think that suppressors just automatically make it just quiet when you shoot and it doesn't, you still hear it. It just makes it yeah. hearing safe. Same thing with, you know, AR-15s. Like, oh, because they look scary, they must, you know, be capable of killing a lot of people when people don't realize, like, people's hunting rifles will do way more damage than any typical AR-15 caliber. So it's just, it's so frustrating.
2: You know, the gun industry in general owns a piece of, a, a piece of the uh, grading of our rights, in my opinion. You know, I I just... There's times we do really good mm-hmm. at educating people, and then there's times that we just don't. Yeah, <laughs> we we just drop the ball big time. And you know, politicians, I think, I think that they know what they're doing. You know, the, obviously, it's very orchestrated.
1: Absolutely. Um,
2: it's, it's frustrating to see, but this has been since the early 1900s. I mean, it 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 really has been. So it's a hundred years in in progress, and only now guys like Bloomberg being able to funnel millions into elections and things mm-hmm. now being able to come to fruition. And that's why you're seeing states getting brave. You know, there's many bills like what you're seeing in Virginia coming through in other states as well.
1: I know it's definitely a scary time. It's and unfortunately, I think a lot of these laws are going to pass just because, you know, I don't know. It's, it's, It's crazy. I almost wonder if there is going to, not to be like, oh, you know, it's boogaloo time, but I almost (laughs) just wonder if there is going to be some sort of like civil war or something, you know, because I think that, I think what their agenda is, is to push it slowly Mm -hmm. so that before, you know, we don't even realize it. And then, you know, fast forward and it's like all of our rights are taken away. Like, I don't think that they're going to necessarily do it overnight, but but, I mean, we're definitely kind of losing ground here, and I know that there's a lot of people that are upset, and uh I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how this whole thing unfolds, but I will say that just even in comparison, not just January of this time last year, but I believe that last month in January was the highest number of gun sales. So, you know, there's definitely a lot of guns out there, a lot of people arming themselves so, yeah, I mean, people,
2: people right. feel that pressure and anytime that there's any risk, which again, I, if, if we would be better mobilized and better and taking our, all of, and I'm not pointing my finger at anyone in, in particular. I'm even pointing it at myself, just saying we all have platforms and ways that we can influence this. It's like we wait until things are. On the, the verge of blowing apart and us losing rights until we're finally like, okay, let's go rally. Yeah. And, and you know, it, it's, there's so much more cultural influence that has to happen. You know, you can, we could scream at politicians all we want, but ultimately they're proving they really don't care, Mm -hmm. you know, what we think. They're empowered and they feel like, they feel like they have the power to do what they want. So yeah, it's, it's definitely. It's like everything. You can't just look at it and be like, okay, right here's the issue. Boom. The one thing that needs to happen. It's been such a slow progression.
1: Yeah, it really has. And I think also a a huge problem is just the gun community – Alone, I mean, how many internal fights do we have? Like people are arguing with each other. I posted something that was kind of political the other day. People are like criticizing other people like, oh, you're not being active enough or yeah, well, if Virginia, you know, just paid attention. They voted this way. And and then before you know it, it's just this huge like, you know, uh, the entire like feed is it's just it's all like negative, like gun owners fighting against each other. And it's like, really, guys. Like, okay, this is the problem that we're faced with. And instead of arguing, why don't you put that energy towards something that's going to be a little bit more productive? Instead of pointing fingers, which is not going to get us anywhere. And I don't know. I mean, I'm sure that this happens within every industry, but I kind of feel like there's a little bit more egos and and stubbornness within the firearms industry.
2: Well, well, on top of that, a lot of other industries aren't based around a natural right. Mm -hmm. That's true. I don't know, name any product, be building wooden furniture. And like, even if there's infighting, ultimately your ability to create wooden furniture probably isn't going to go anywhere, True. you know, and there's so much, not just historical value on the right to bear arms, but just moral value there mm-hmm. that, you know, people having the, the natural right, not even it's not granted by anybody. You know, we're, this is something that we believe is inherent in people. And now we are, you know, we're facing a time where more than ever, people want to remove that. Mm -hmm. And then they're willingly able to say, I'll give it up. Yeah. That's the part that really, again, we we have so much cultural influencing to do. It's, uh, it's overwhelming. Yeah. Think about it.
1: Yeah. I mean, well said. I, I completely agree. All right. Before we move on to the next segment, let's talk about sharps bros. So on their website, I know there's a lot of people that haven't assembled their own ar but you know because a lot of people have no idea where to start uh sharps bros website they actually have a long list of recommended parts that you would need to assemble an ar so that's always kind of a handy feature and you can find that at Q and q a
0: there's no such thing as a stupid question just kidding visit gunfunny.com forward slash contact to submit yours
1: all right today's question is what was high school like for you you guys want to go first? Well, we were, we were,
2: so we were all laughing. I mean, all three of us were laughing about this. It's yeah. like, so how deep do you want to go into the trauma? Uh, I know.
1: <laughs> I know. Because honestly, like you couldn't pay me enough to go back to high school. I oh, hated high school. Word. You
2: know, my I have friends that are like, oh, I just missed the good old days. I'm like, man, the good old days are literally right. Now. Yeah. Yeah. No I'm kidding. in the good days.
1: That's exactly. And you ever notice like the popular people, they always just like live back into that moment of like high school and they're like, freaking losers right. now. Oh, right. And, I yeah, know. so, I mean... I don't know,
2: Ridge, you want to answer that question first? Oh, man. Because I feel like, I feel like I'm me i had... the bus. Here we go. No, I, <laughs> I, feel, I feel like, like that... Ridge
1: got picked on a lot.
0: <laughs> well, I think they both did,
3: didn't <laughs> yeah. You should see the other guy. Um, no. <laughs> um, yeah, no, my high school was, like, it was odd. I mean, I, I feel like Jared and I had similar high school experiences. Yeah. Like, I was very, like, I had... I mean, for a while, I had hair down to my shoulders and I parted it in the middle. Oh, (laughs) boy. It was just like. We both did. Were you guys, were you guys
1: like into like heavy metal? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Skateboarding, heavy
2: metal.
3: We go to the scooter skate park together and scooter. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know. Remember,
2: this was like 16 years old.
3: So, yeah. At least least, like seven months ago. So, I mean. (laughs) Right. (laughs) This was before we brought him
1: on board. I think, I think my first crush actually was uh, a guy that, Well, at the time he had short hair and then he grew out his hair and it was like down to his shoulders and I was like, nope, not interested anymore. But he was like, he was like into heavy metal and stuff and I just, his name was Chris and I just was like head over heels for him.
3: Oh, shameless plug for Chris. Yeah.
1: Well, (laughs) luckily I didn't say the last name. (laughs) (laughs) To all the Chris's out there.
3: Yeah, no, my, it was, it was pretty normal. I mean, I was, I was like, so going into even like, flash forward to Shot Show, I was like, Man, I just I just my goal this whole experience is to not be awkward because I was (laughs) very much a super awkward person growing up. So that's been a lifelong journey for me is coming out of that show. And you're giving yourself my- pep
1: talks. Don't be awkward. <laughs> yeah.
3: I'm like, you're going to meet a lot of people. Be all right. <laughs> That's funny. Um, Cause
1: when I met you, you seemed pretty normal. So did I? Good. Yeah. That's, um, yeah, yeah. You did a lot good of, job.
3: Like, practice beforehand. Yeah. So I was <laughs> Jared's <laughs> like, all right.
2: Yeah. We were staging fake conversations back right? and forth. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding.
3: But, um, yeah, it was pretty normal. I mean, I went to like a career technology school when I was in 12th grade and that was, that was pretty wild. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad to be out. It's, it's odd to think back, like graduating that 2019. So however long, like 11 years ago,
2: 2019 or nine, yeah. 2009. <laughs> 2009, 2009, 2009. <laughs> yeah. That's when wait, <laughs> my bad. Um, that's when you guys
1: graduated. That's
2: we were a year apart. You were 2009. I was 2010 high school. Yeah, yeah. Dang, that's yeah.
1: when I graduated college. Nice, nice. So I'm not nice. that much. I mean, I look it, but I'm not that much younger than you guys.
2: Wait,
3: where did you? Okay, yeah, right.
1: Because I graduated. I think I was a uh, class of 05.
3: Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, nice. Okay, gotcha. So.
1: Yeah, yeah, I guess. uh I mean, right now you guys are probably like, "Wow, stress really does a number on somebody." I mean, not me, no. but you guys are looking at <laughs> yourselves in the mirror and you're like, "Wow, we we don't look so great compared at, to Ava." Look at how she's trying to trap us. I know, man. <laughs> that's we're, we're totally like... staged.
2: We're... <laughs> <laughs> that's oh, like that's like those questions that someone asks you, and you're like, "No, I can't answer that." <laughs> totally staged, <laughs> right? Jared, what was yeah. high school like for you? So for me, high school was pretty painful. I I not in a weird way, but I just, I don't, I didn't like school. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I did really good in school, but you know, I, I've been on this like personal growth journey with, you know, when we started TA targets in 2015, like I had tons of self doubt and stuff from mm-hmm. high school. You know, I, I did like, I'm not a pity party. I did get picked on a lot. I did have a lot of, um, I don't just lack of confidence. Yeah. Lack but I of think, belief that I, I think can that
1: that's things. a lot of people in high school. Like nobody yeah, really yeah. knows themselves.
2: Right. So yeah, I mean, high school to me was one of the things where I was like, let's get this done as fast as possible. So 11th and 12th grade, I actually somehow convinced the counselor to let me only come to school half days. Wow. So I, I was only there until I think 1130. And then I had a job where I would go and work from like twelve o'clock until four o'clock. So I I was only there half days, eleventh, twelfth grade. Wow. So that took some of the some of the pain off, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. of having to sit in a classroom. But it's a I mean, we both, Ridge and I grew up in a small town in the countryside of Pennsylvania. We live in a community that I mean, everybody no where knows you each drive, other. There's well there's farms everywhere, so this is just like farming yeah communities. So I don't think that, I mean, I didn't have like anything crazy in high school, but I know it was, it was a period where there's a lot of things that happened that prepared me to, in 2015, jump into a partnership and build a business and and get on this journey. And it's been, I mean, you know this too, Abe, I'm sure from the stuff you've done, it's like a constant personal growth journey. Mm -hmm. And I know someone will roll their eyes at that, but that's.
1: But it really is. That's it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I mean, personally, so I mean, going back to like knowing yourself, I was I said in a previous episode, like, maybe I said it, maybe I didn't. I think I said on my personal Facebook, but I feel like 2019 was like the year that I finally like got to know myself and like accepted my flaws, accepted who I am, like felt totally comfortable in my shoes. What you see is what you get. I would act the exact same way if I was in a fancy restaurant versus, you know, like a McDonald's. And, you know, and you think, wow, it only took like 33 years.
2: Yeah. Well, it's a, it's time. I mean, it just takes time to. But there's some then,
1: people that make it their entire life and they don't really accept right. who they are.
2: Well, and it's, yeah, it's kind of like for me, all of the times where I told myself, like, you couldn't do a business, you couldn't be something different. It's like we build a cage around ourselves mm-hmm. and literally we built it. It's around us. And then. All we have to do is choose to open the door to walk out. And I remember in around 2016, I I started, it's kind of a off topic, not really, but like I started my own Instagram page and it was just kind of like a personal thing. I was like, I want to prove that I can do this. Mm -hmm. And it was outside of TA targets. It allowed me to kind of be creative in my own quote unquote brand. And so that journey to here helped solidify the fact that I could open that door and do what I need to do. And again, like you said, be confident in who I am Mm -hmm. and, you know, not saying that we have to be like, we shouldn't be stagnant. We shouldn't, we should always be moving and growing. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I I think a lot of people think that they're the only ones that feel that, but I think you're right that generally speaking, a lot of us are feeling that same thing.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, high school for me was, let's see, my freshman and sophomore year, I was kind of, I don't know, I guess kind of part of the popular crowd. And then uh, something happened to me towards the end of my sophomore year. All my friends turned against me and my mom pulled me out of school. Uh, we switched schools. And so up until that point, like I never did well academically. I really didn't care. I was just really focused on my friends and never really applied myself And then when I went to, it was like a charter school and it was, you know, you had to wear a uniform and everybody was just freaking weird in that school. And I didn't even want to talk (laughs) to anybody. And even in my, my graduating class, I think there was only 40 students, but, but anyway, so my mom enrolled me in that school. And for like the first time ever, I finally applied myself. I had to take three, uh, three different math classes over that summer to get caught up to where I should have been. You know, going into my junior year, like that's how bad it was, I was slacking and I did that. And then literally my junior and senior year, I got like pretty much like straight A's. I ended up applying to only one college because that was the only college that I wanted to go to. And I felt like if I only apply to one, that that's, you know, it's, it's going to work in my favor, which is really stupid looking back, but I did get, I got (laughs) accepted. I ended up getting a, uh, like a $12,000 scholarship per year. And looking back, it's one of those things where if I, looking back, if that, if that didn't happen to me, like all the bad stuff, my sophomore year, like if there's no way that I would have been as successful, I would, I would have never gotten into the college. I would have never gone to school in New York city. So in some aspects, you know, the, the person that started it all, I've always been meaning to like contact them and thank them for, you know, being such an ass, but, Yeah, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, thanks. Oh, by the way, you know, like, and now that person, they're, they're not really actually everybody that kind of turned against me. They're, they're, they haven't like really amounted to much. Like, right. they're not doing I, much with their lives. So.
3: Yeah. I think, yeah, I think that's the biggest thing when you do go through stuff. It's, it's not necessarily like every, I think everybody on the planet like goes through some sort of trauma, but it's the, the tenacity you have to get past that trauma and to Mm -hmm. keep moving in a forward direction.
1: Absolutely. Um, yeah. And I don't think, and I'm, I'm one of them. I mean, maybe you guys disagree, but I'm not one to think like things happen for a reason, but I think that people absolutely choose whether they want to be the victim or, you know, overcome that. And, and it's really just your life choices that kind of set. Yeah. The present. I I
3: completely, completely agree. Yeah. Hard work in hard work out or
2: Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. It's like, The way that, you know, Ridge and I have talked about this a million times, and it's cool. So, like, this is, again, kind of a little random, but one of the books that I read recently was Outliers, and it just kind of explains, like, people that succeed and and make themselves, quote-unquote, something, whatever that standard is, you know, they they've been given some sort of an opportunity and all of us get opportunities all the time, even if we don't recognize that they're there. Mm -hmm. And the important part is as we're on our life journey, making sure that we're investing in ourselves so that we're able to take those opportunities. And that could be building skill sets. So like Ridge, you know, kind of putting words in your mouth, but Ridge started taking photos. You know, he, you didn't really like what you did as a, an occupation, you know, you're ready to try something different. And I started seeing Ridge progress up thousands of ice bags a day. Yeah. And so like (laughs) ultimately paths crossed. And so that was an opportunity that both of us had that we were able to jump on it. And for me, it was in 2015, I had positioned myself with my career in a way that I could be valuable to a company startup. You know, it could be learning some photography, learning how to speak, learning how to articulate points. It's like little things that even if we still kinda of doubt ourselves and we're still on that journey, but being willing to invest in them so that I don't know, maybe something some door opens mm-hmm. and you're able to walk through because you took the steps to be right. to be marketable, to be able to to jump.
0: Yeah. You know? Yep. And I, I've had I've I had agree. a lot of
3: friends too as well, like even with photography. Um I mean I initially got my start, at least pursuing that, was I'm pretty heavy like I'm not a professional, but like I enjoy rock climbing and I I had um got hurt pretty bad on a climb and I was out for a long time and I wanted like a hobby that I could do that was creative, mm-hmm. but wasn't like necessarily like relying on my physical strength all the yeah. time. So, you know, I took photography up and pursued that. And yeah, in the midst of that, you have, it's such a saturated um field and there's so many amazing creators out there and. You know, when you tell someone like, oh, I want to be, you know, a photographer or be in that industry, like 90% of people are going to be like, well, don't quit your day job or well. like, <laughs> What's your plan B? Yeah. Mm, right. Like, and so for me now, like doing, having the opportunity to like step out of what I was doing and into this position is, is is it's a dream come true and it's a, a, a door, you know, stepping through like one of those doors. So, yeah. um, yeah. And it just it takes the tenacity to keep stepping through doors. Um mm-hmm.
2: because you know And sometimes they get doors shoved in your face. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. no kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's face. it's not all
1: like, you know, rainbows and unicorns. <laughs> sometimes you're no, like, hey, no. that's a door.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's a door, and you were going uh, sixty miles an hour when I'm, you I'm leaving it. out all the trauma. Like <laughs> I know, I'm just sleeping. I know. <laughs> so but uh,
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> but um But it makes the winds feel good. Like Ridge and I just finished yeah. I say finish, we're really close to finishing our 2020 catalog for the company. And we did it in a way that's totally different. And it's like, it sucked the last three weeks. Yeah, I'm sure. Trying to get this, cat between new product photos and then all the other stuff. But now you're like, you get to see the full spectrum of Mm -hmm. what your work is. Yeah. And it's cool. And you're like, worth it. Yeah. Right. Absolutely.
1: (laughs) Yeah. All right. We are going to talk about Palmer 80. Are you guys familiar with Palmer 80?
2: Absolutely. Have you ever made one? I I haven't, but Ethan has. Our governor's trying to ban them in Pennsylvania. I know. It's
1: so (laughs) ridiculous. (laughs) I mean, it's like, it's literally our right to make our own guns.
2: So fun, fun little 10 second story there. Our attorney general about a month ago decided that he was going to determine in his opinion that 80% receivers were firearms in Pennsylvania and he instructed the head of our Pennsylvania state police to start enforcing that. It was a mess. It ended up FPC and Josh Prince with Prince Law and all of those those good lawyers ended mm-hmm. up getting that shot down. But yeah, that's wow, definitely in the crosshairs here in yeah. Pennsylvania. But yes, we are familiar with their products and we like what they do.
1: Well, they are making serialized frames, so that's always an option. But... I did notice that they have an entire build kit, which includes everything that you need, and it is $590, but if you use the coupon code GUNFUNNY, you will get 15% off that price, and that is at palmer80.com.
0: Tactic Talk. Discussing popular guns and gear. Love it? Hate it? Find out now.
1: So originally I was going to talk about something else, but then you guys put in the show notes that you wanted to talk about the TS12, which I'm all for because I actually have one coming tomorrow. And again, this show is pre-recorded. Next week I have to just record a bunch of content, so I'm just kind of. Getting in, you know, I think I'm doing four shows this week. Wow, so it might sound nice. a little outdated, but, uh, <laughs> so when this show comes out, you guys probably have already seen me with my TS12, but I'm super excited. If you guys aren't familiar with it, it's, uh, it's the shotgun. It has like three tubes that IWI came out with and you guys have. So there's a, it's a custom TS12 from Rep Rifle. Can you guys elaborate on that?
2: So yeah, we sent out two TS. So we both have a TS12. And we ran them for a couple months, a month or two, got content. I did a review on YouTube. And then we decided, you know, we're going to send them out to Rep Rifle to get a cool Serco job done. Now, mm-hmm. we still don't have them yet. They're coming back. But, yeah, it's going to be epic. So the gun remains the same, but they're going to look epic. And then on TA Targets YouTube and Instagram and IGTV, we're going to drop pretty cool B roll video of us yeah. rocking those TS12s.
1: Nice. So I gotta ask: Did you guys get matching coat jobs? Sort of. Okay.
2: Yeah, that's the same great. pattern. Just all right, times. guys. We get it. You're those. friends.
1: You don't have to do everything the same.
2: Well, we try to do almost everything the same. <laughs> yeah,
1: apparently. You
2: know. <laughs> no, it's just we, you know, we're always looking for the trends and like what what are people doing? What's popular? And this is one that's kind of up and coming. So I think people are gonna really like the pattern that we went with. Nice. Yeah, we're we're super stoked on it.
1: When do you like, expect Google, to get those back?
2: Uh this week, I think. Okay, Either so this week or next. Or, yeah. So they, probably when the show
1: comes probably. out, you guys will have them and hopefully they if, will probably
2: yeah, yeah if yeah. your listeners to this podcast are hearing this and want to hop over to TA, yeah, absolutely, you'll you probably, probably see seen, content.
1: Yeah. Nice. Okay, cool. And if
2: not, it'll be very soon.
1: Have you noticed that white uh camo white multi is kind of starting to It's starting to take over the multi cam black.
2: I've always liked white camo, and and some of that's my hunting background Mm -hmm. in the winter and in the snow and stuff. It just, but it just looks so cool. But we didn't go that route on these. These are gonna have more earthy tones to them.
1: Well, personally, I love the multi cam black. Like that's my that's my favorite camo out of all of it. But yeah, it seems to be the the white camo now is trending. I keep seeing it pop up. So. You guys heard it here first. There you go. You started the trend. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Real quick, let's talk about Triggered Brew. So they make coffee, but uh, they also have beef jerky. And one of my favorites is the black powder. It's cracked black pepper, and it's super good. It has a little bit of a – I guess it's not spicy, but if you don't like spicy, then I guess I wouldn't recommend it. But you can get a 7-ounce bag for $15.95, 15 dollars 95 But if you use that code GUNFUNNY, you will get 20% off anything on their website, and that is at TriggeredBrew.com. And even on that website, you can get the beef jerky as well as the energy drinks, so definitely check them out. And now it is time for iTunes reviews. So guys, if you haven't left an iTunes review, you enjoyed the show, it would be really, really appreciated if you did. It just kind of helps for me to trigger the algorithm so that my show comes up you know, first or within, you know, like the top 10. So the first review is from LSTSTX, five stars, a refreshing perspective of guns, people in real life. Highly recommend subscribing, becoming a patron for the podcast and uh, taking a class with Ava. Second is Poetry on Cracker, Five Stars, Financial Self Defense. Great show. Having backup currency is a good bug out plan. Something different keeps your podcast interesting. So guys, out of those two reviews, who would you pick as the winner to win a prize pack? Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, I mean I don't want to put you on the spot or anything, but you're on the Icon spot like number Three, two personally. Oh, really?
2: Yeah, I was thinking number one because they like went in and were personal. That was true. I, just, I mean, like, they really the bug, took the, the time it to plans. make it
1: sounds like they took my class too, because they wouldn't recommend that's it true. otherwise. But yeah, on the that's, other that's hand, true, the class. you know, I like the person that thinks that you know you should always be prepared. Because I did, I did put out a show that was a little different where we talked about precious metals investing nice. in precious metals, which nice. is a little different. So. All right. You know what? Let's just pick both of them as the winner guys. Contact me either on social media uh, or email. Go to gunfunny.com and click on the contact us form and send me your address and I'll get two prize packs out. All right, so we are going to wrap up. So, guys, you can find me at gunfunny.com. There's links to everything, including my new YouTube channel, although I guess it's not super new. It's been out for 10 months now. I'm about to hit 10,000 subscribers, so if you guys would like to head on over there and subscribe, I would really appreciate it. If you enjoy the show and you want to support the show, consider becoming a Patreon. Just $1 a month gets you access to our Patreon-only Facebook page, which there's a lot of cool conversations going on in there, uh funny memes, you know, all kinds of stuff. And Blown Deadline is giving away a $300 gift certificate to a lucky patron every month. And then, um, and all you have to do to become a patron is go to patreon.com forward slash gunfunny. I also want to thank the $25 patrons who are Corbin Bonafide, Iraq Veteran 8888, Ryan Morrison, Michael Alexio, Elliot and Mike Pappas, Joe Lyons, and Justin Paulson. And King of the Patreons is still Jon Snow. He wants me to say that Operator Tickles does not need a GPS to navigate. The world revolves around her. (laughs) I like that. (laughs) Operator Tickles is my dog. (laughs) Yeah, she's, she's basically the mascot of the show, so... And I also just really quickly wanted to thank our editor, Kenny Ortega. Thank you so much for all your hard work. And guys, thank you so much for you know joining me on the show today. For listeners who want to check out your products and find you on social media, where can they find you?
2: Yeah, so the, the company page is at TATargets on Instagram. And then the company website is tatargets.com. So it's the letter T, the letter A, and then targets with an S.com. And then if you want to check out what we do personally, because we both have personal pages as well, you can hit up Ridge. It's at Ridge host. So like the mountain Ridge and then H-O-S-T. And then my other personal page is Keystone Carry. So yeah, check that stuff out because we're putting out TA content across the board on all of those right. pages.
1: Very nice. And Plus a
2: little variance. You know,
1: Ridge, people. I got to say, you're, you're probably the first person that I met that was named Ridge. I kind of like it.
3: <laughs> Thank
1: you. I was Thank actually...
3: I,
2: I've gotten that... We
3: totally thought you around.
2: would like throw a joke out about that, right. like really ridge, like the mountain ridge. Or- Back to the high school days. Like I mean, East I was
1: ridge? I was thinking about it, but then after the whole high school story, I really didn't want to make fun of him. <laughs> I was like, he's no, he's probably no. traumatized enough. I don't want to be that mean <laughs> girl.
3: I was just out to um, out to eat the other week, and the the lady like checking me out was like. Oh, in order for, for Rich? And I was like, no, maybe, maybe someday. Maybe <laughs> someday.
1: <laughs> cool. Yeah. Well, on that note, we are out of here. Thanks so much, guys. Awesome. Thank we you. Appreciate you
2: having us on the show. Yeah, thanks so much.
0: Want to send feedback? Tell us about a company or anything else. Go to gunfunny.com forward slash contact.